Are you in a position where you're defined by your age and that's limiting you to pursue a dream or goal you want to accomplish? The More Than Your Age podcast is about having conversations with women who fully live their lives without being dictated or defined by their age. This is a space to encourage women who feel blocked to pursue a dream or goal based on their life circumstances. Welcome to the More Than Your Age podcast. I am your host, Erica Pazbar. Let's start living life fully and become more than your age. When I was a teacher, I took advantage of my summers off to explore and travel to different Spanish-speaking countries. I loved traveling solo and meeting people from all over. So many people would ask me if I was going with a friend or a group, and my response was always, no. They would say, well, how could you travel by yourself? I could never do that. And my response was, well, I want to go, and I'm going to go no matter what. So if you want to come, join me. And if not, well, I'll see you when I get back. And so I would go and learn so much about so many cultures and made great relationships in the short amount of time abroad. Our guest today did just that and so much more. Jillian Swisher had a desire to travel the world solo. She left her corporate job to pursue a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to explore countries all over the globe. As you listen today, I know you'll enjoy learning about Jillian and how she made this dream a reality. Jillian Swisher, thank you so much for joining the More Than Your Age podcast. I am so excited to have you here this morning. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here with you, Erica. Um, so thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I think it's been a long time since I've seen your face, not even in real, like, I mean, I know we're virtual right now, but it has been years. I just love thinking of when, I don't remember the very first time that we met, but just the fact that when we met, there was something special about you. And I remember talking to you and hearing about all your adventures and just the things that you would do and you didn't let anything hold you back. And I was like, oh yes, this is my type of girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, I love it. I just remember thinking, oh man, if we had met each other in like a different season in life, we probably would have been besties. Yes, we would have hit the dance floor together, right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, so the purpose of this podcast is to highlight women who live their life fully, regardless of their age, their life circumstances or seasons and whatnot. And when I was thinking of this podcast and writing down names of people that I wanted to interview, you were one of the very first people that I wrote down, just thinking about, like I mentioned already, your adventurous spirit and that you don't let anything hold you back. And also the fact that you travel the world solo and you got to experience so many things um, that a lot of people don't do and you got to pursue a passion that a lot of people don't try to do it. I'd love to know what created a curiosity in you to travel. Yeah, so I think um, I'll give you the kind of short story version. I was working living in Texas where I met you um, in healthcare. And healthcare has always been a passion of mine, studied it um, in school, kinesiology. But as I started to climb this corporate ladder in my career, I remember one day after I just walked out of a meeting um, with a bunch of higher ups, thinking to myself, do you want their position? 
do you want to be in their shoes? And I had recently read a quote um, in a book called The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. And the quote was paraphrased, don't get to the end of your life and realize that you climbed the wrong ladder. Ooh, that's good. Mm -hmm. And so I close my eyes and I I have a very clear vision of a ladder leading to the top of buildings. And I remember thinking to myself, is the ladder that you're on and that you're climbing the one that you want to be on for the rest of your life? And once you reach the top of that building and you're looking out on your life and across the world, is this the seat that you want to be in? And I remember thinking to myself, no, I don't want the CEO's position of this company. So why am I here? And that kind of led to this desire of, okay, Jillian, so what do you want? And I remember thinking, I don't have someone in my life that I can say I want their life, which means that we need to go out and create it. We need to go out and create our own paths. And that's kind of what led me to wanting to go travel the world and seek this new adventure. So when you were in the midst of this and wanting to seek this new adventure, did you think, like, did you have a specific timeline in mind or kind of what was the process from when you made that decision to actually jumping Jumping ship. <laughs> yeah, jumping ship. So I, I had had this desire brewing inside of me for probably five years. Um, so it started quite a while back, but it kind of came to a head when I was starting to have meetings with my higher ups, you know, the three year, five year goal meetings. How do you see yourself in our company? Like, where do you want to go? Combined with the fact that I was 29 years old when I decided to make this decision. And at that time, I was hitting an age where I wanted to settle down and have a family and have a serious relationship and meet someone, but I was also fighting this huge desire in my heart to go travel the world. And so I said to myself, I can either take this now, I can take this opportunity now to fulfill my dreams and go travel the world, or I can stay in this job, find someone I want to spend the rest of my life with and hope that they have the same dreams and desires and are willing to sacrifice all of the same things I am and go. And while someone may have those exact same desires I do, it's not, I decided that it wasn't fair of me to place my dreams and my vision and my desires on someone else. That's on me to achieve, right? And so I decided I would rather go out and achieve this vision for myself and live my dreams for myself and come back and meet someone after I've already lived this life rather than expect someone to have the same vision and dream that I do and do it together. So as you were, you know, thinking about this and and coming to this realization of, I want to create these dreams for myself and not rely on somebody else, what was the timeline to actually go? Like you had this idea of, I want to go travel the world. Well, now I've got to quit my job and now I've got to make sure I have money so how did you navigate finances and, and, and direct us through that whole process? Yeah, so I decided I'm doing this thing. I was probably a year out that I decided I need to make this happen. I'm going to start seriously cracking down on finances. I'm going to know the exact number I need to have and get there. And it does take sacrifices in order to achieve the things you want to do, whether you're traveling the world, whether you're building a business, whether you're you know in a relationship. It takes you. It takes sacrifices to get there, right? And so I started the year out. I started prepping. I started planning. I started following um, and executing the plan that I had. And then 
I put my three months in. I gave my company three months notice because they're amazing and I totally respect them and I love them. So I put my three months in in January. No. It, I left I left my trip in August. I left my job in July. So I put my three months in um, before that. Wait, just curious, what year was it? 2019. Okay, so right before COVID. Right before COVID. <laughs> I mean, that's important Which is a whole know. other, which is a whole other, yeah, story, yeah. Okay, sorry, continue. But, um, yes, yeah, so that was kind of the timeline. Started saving for a year, left my trip in August, left my job in July, put my three months in before that. Um, and I think one of the scariest things, the scariest moments we have is when you leave your job, right? And you're like, I just burned the ships. Like, you better make this happen or, like, you're not going back kind of thing. Um, and then you have another scary moment when you're about to board the plane and you're like, I hope I hope my plan, I planned well because I'm about to get on a plane to go travel the world solo. So it's like you kind of have these freak out moments with yourself, which I think is perfectly normal and natural. But something I've learned to do in something that traveling the world taught me as a woman it's a quote again i'm going to paraphrase but that i've been saying to myself a lot lately is um a bird is not afraid if the branch will break because it trusts in its wings to fly Hmm. meaning that we trust in our own abilities that we can scrap that we can roll that we can make it through whatever life throws at us Right. And I think a lot of people don't pursue their dreams or their vision for their life because they ultimately don't trust in themselves combined with whether you want to say the universe got a higher power to move forward in that vision. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, you know, I've talked with people before who would love to be able to travel, but they do let money hold them back of like, oh, well, you know, Mm -hmm. I've got to have this amount, this amount, this amount, whether they have a house, apartment or whatnot, I've got my car payment or I've got this. And there's like all these extra things that are in the way or perceived to be in the way. And as you were planning, Mm -hmm. how did you make sure that you had the money so that you could stay at the right places? Like what was the process in, in doing all of that? Clarity is key for any aspect of life, right? specifically for traveling a lot of people get stuck on the fact that they don't know how much their trip is going to cost if you don't know how much your trip is going to cost you don't know how much money you need to save and if you don't know how much money you need to save you're not you don't you can't save it right so a lot of people have in their mind that traveling the world costs fifty thousand dollars or whatever this crazy number is in their head because they haven't gotten clear on exactly what is the airbnb the hostel that i want to stay at in portugal in Bali? How much does food cost in Bali? What's the transportation? Like they don't know their numbers and that's holding them back from creating the plan because believe it or not, and this is something that a lot of people um, have a hard time conceiving is it, it cost me half, half to maybe a third to travel the world and live overseas and what it cost me right now here in the U.S. Wow. And a lot of people don't realize that. And I mean, I'm not, I'm living well, right? I'm living in, I'm staying in nice places. I'm 
eating out, I'm getting massages, whatever you want to do. But because we're not clear on our numbers, um, we lack the ability to plan and to execute the mission. So as you were planning, what, you know, when you wanted to book a destination or you were going to places, yeah. did you have, like you said, you know, you had some time where you did plan. Did you, mm-hmm. was it all laid out month to month, week to week, or were there kind of flexible times where you're just like, I'm just going to see how I feel and go where I want to go. Yeah. I love this question because the answer is, and this is how I kind of help other people do the same thing is I planned, I had a rough itinerary of the seasons and the countries that I wanted to go to for my entire route, but I booked and scheduled three weeks of my trip in advance, three weeks out of the six months for context. And the reason that I did that. And the reason I tell other people to do that is the first few weeks takes the edge off of your survival needs. So it takes the edge off of your food, your shelter, your water, where that's going to come from. So you're able to kind of relax knowing that my survival needs are taken care of. After that, you kind of get in this flow state. You have to allow yourself to adapt and get in this flow state of traveling and trusting in yourself, right? As we talked about before to choose anywhere you want to that you're going to be fine now that i know how to pick a place to stay now that i know how to order my food now i know how my cards work for my bank all of these things you you can have the freedom to choose just about anywhere in the world that you want to go to the other reason that i say book three weeks to four weeks before is because you are going to meet so many amazing people on your trip friends people who you never thought that you would bump into that you build a connection with. And when you give yourself the freedom and the space to not have everything locked in, you give yourself room to travel with them. You give yourself room to say, if they had a favorite place and you trust their opinion to say, Oh, I want to go there next. Right. But if we're so locked into where we want to go, a metaphor for life, if we're so locked into our expectations for life, we lose the ability and the freedom to, to go and maneuver and take opportunities as they come. That's so great. I think that's huge. I'm curious to know, cause you mentioned that you had opportunities to meet people and that can be really scary. And, um, you know, especially people who tend to be shy. I know you're not, yeah. um, <laughs> but like, how would you meet people? Where would you see them? How long would you have these relationships with them? Where, you know, where would you find all these people? Yeah. Okay. I first want to start out with, I love the comment that you said for people who are shy and just to kind of give context, I'm not sure if you knew this about me, Erica, but when I was younger, I was so shy that teachers and people actually thought I was deaf. No way. They didn't think I could hear or talk because I was so silent and I didn't want to engage with people. Wow. And I learned how to come out of my shell and to have the confidence and to talk and be, um, have the confidence in myself to show up and to talk to other people. So for those of you who are shy, I make that comment for those of you who are shy, you can still change and grow and you have a voice and people want to hear it and people want to meet you. Right. And so just to kind of encourage those who don't think you can do it because you are shy, you still can't, um, back to the question. So. I, another thing that I think um, 
a misconception maybe when you're solo traveling the world is that you set off solo and so you people think you're going to be solo the entire time but it's actually couldn't be further from the truth i set out solo and i was around people 24 7 because of the places that i chose to stay um and were able to make friends and community fairly quickly that I actually had to tell people I need space by myself. I need space to journal. Like I need, <laughs> I need, I need a half day and then I'll like come back and hang out with you guys for dinner. But, um, what, what other questions do you have? I'm sorry. I feel like I went off track there. No, that's okay. I just wanted to know, you know, how did you meet people? Where did you meet them? You know, if you're saying mm-hmm. just now that you had to like tell people, Hey, I, I need space by myself then where were you finding all these these folks yeah. in your travels to places that you didn't know anybody? Sure, sure. So a lot of places I booked were actually hostels. I know that that's controversial, especially in the U.S. after a movie that was made in the 90s or whatever it was <laughs> taken. Um, again, busting another myth for those of you, hostels are such a fun place to be full of people just like you. If you're choosing the right one, right? If you do your research and you choose the right one full of people just like you who are also traveling solo and want to go experience life in the world and to meet friends. And so when you put yourself in an environment of like minds, it's very easy to connect with people, even with just a simple hello, and you build friendships really easily. The second thing, or the second way I would meet people is is doing the things that I want to do. For example, I really enjoy art. So if I'm going on an art tour, I meet like minds and I connect with people and then we go out to lunch after, right? So it's really about staying true to yourself when you're traveling the world. Some people, they're adrenaline junkies, right? So they're going to go skydiving and sandboarding, all these crazy things. Some people are foodies and they connect with people over food tours. So it's about staying true to yourself and you're going to meet people in those same environments that you're in. That's great. So when you had, you know, you met these people at the hostels or you met them at an art exhibit or wherever you were enjoying an adventure, did you find a lot of people um, were from all over the world, mainly Europe, mainly U.S.? Where you know, where were these people from? Great question. This is going to make me laugh. I met one American my entire trip across the world. One I love American. it. That's great. <laughs> That's In awesome. Australia. So if you want to do this and you are from the U.S., please get out there and represent. Um, but a lot of the people, a lot of the people were from Germany. Um, Germans were out strong. I'll tell you that. And those are reliable people. They're like very everything by the book. Um, Australia, Australians were out strong. I mean, a lot of people across Europe because they have a different context of how they travel the world and how they live their life and how, that roadmap for life stacks up gives them room and the opportunity to go travel the world more than we do here in the U.S. You know, as I think about traveling, and you mentioned staying at hostels and meeting different people from everywhere, a lot of women who have the same desire to travel solo have a fear that and worry that something bad could happen, kind of like how you mentioned, and taken. Um, yeah. And they don't have anyone to protect them or, you know, like family is far away. So did you have those fears going in into this, this big adventure of yours? Um, and if so, how did you combat those fears? Kind of what, what were your thought processes with all of that? 
Well, of course I had those same fears. And so for those of people who are feeling those things, you're not alone. That's again, a super natural reaction. Um, the way that I started combating those fears was to again, seek clarity and identify. So if I was feeling nervous about something, you have to pinpoint what you're nervous about. Am I nervous about running out of finances? Am I nervous that I'm going to be, I'm going to be unsafe and I'm going to be attacked? Am I nervous that I'm not going to be able to make friends? I'm going to be isolated. So we have to pinpoint within ourselves, what are we actually nervous about? And the thing that I was most nervous about was I think safety as a solo woman. So how do I protect myself and keep myself safe? And once I was able to identify that, um, I actually took Kav McGraw lessons, which is an Israeli self-defense. So highly recommend Kav McGraw lessons, yes. And so they teach you it's survival, right? So they teach you, uh, for lack of a better term, kill or be killed. Like, and that's what it comes down to. And I think it's really beneficial for a lot of people who are traveling solo, especially women. The second thing is thinking through scenarios. So thinking through safety scenarios beforehand and really sitting in them. For example, if I say, Erica, what would you do if you saw someone coming from your peripheral vision and you knew that they were, they had a weapon on them and they were coming to get you, what would you do? Right? Like, I don't know, like, like we, we freeze. We freeze because a lot of times we feel safe in our natural environment, whether you're in the U.S. or wherever you are with your families. Um, so it's important to be in a mental space that you can you can think through that in a safe area. And so you don't freeze when that actually happens, right? We want to fight the ability that we're going to freeze so that when it, if it does happen, God forbid, then we're able to fight and we're able to flight. Right. That makes sense. That makes great sense. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I think that's obviously extremely applicable to traveling overseas. But even, you know, that stuff could still happen here, wherever you're living, it can happen. And so just the fact that one, you took those classes to to learn to how to protect yourself and then to think of, okay, if I'm in this environment, like we teach, you know, I used to be a teacher and in the classroom, we would practice with students if we had a lockdown drill. What do we do if a shooter were to come right. in, if there's a fire drill? So I think that's extremely um, versatile that you can use that, not just traveling, but in everyday life. So that 100%. was really great. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that because that's really important. And I think, you know, just in general, I'm not a male, so I can't speak on their behalf. But I know when talking with other females and males, males don't you know, they, they're not thinking like that because oftentimes women are more at prey to have an attack. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'm, I know that for myself, I'm constantly checking my surroundings, especially yep. um, if I'm by myself or even if I have my children with me, like 100% more of you just you just don't know. And so being prepared is huge. I think that mm-hmm. is huge. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. When So I'm kind of jumping a little bit. As you were traveling, did you have any... Like, were you, did you have any regrets while you were there? Did you miss any, like, were you like, oh, I'm, I'm missing so-and-so's birthday or so-and-so's wedding or whatever, you know, something like that. What, did any of that occur while you were away? Honestly, I feel like no. And the reason for that is just to be I'm honest. I'm living my best life. <laughs> yeah, and, and people who had birthdays 
luckily I, I had no weddings, but people who had birthdays that were close to me and in my inner circle supported me, right? So they were like, I know you're not going to get for my birthday. I 125% support you on your dreams and your vision and your mission to go out there and do it. It's totally okay, girl. Go live your dreams. Let's catch up on your back, right? So I had that. The only regret I would say I had was not doing it sooner, was not jumping ship sooner. There's an opportunity cost, right, for a lot of things in life. And there's an opportunity cost to, I think, um, not not believing in yourself and jumping ship quicker. Hmm. You were gone for six months or did COVID shut you down earlier? Girl, I came back the month after COVID happened. Oh. It was wild. Okay, so so this is kind of interesting because, you know, everyone experienced COVID and it affected people in all sorts of ways. When I have met people who have lived abroad or traveled, you know, whatever they've done, they and when they return, there's a sense of a little bit of a culture shock that happens or just like, you know, just like it, you've changed. You, you just can't help it that you've changed once you've been around different cultures and different people. And so you come back to life here and then it's also in the midst of COVID and there's all that factoring in. So how was that transition back for you when you came, when you returned? Yeah, good question. I'm going to be totally honest. That transition was hard for me because I felt like I had completed my biggest dream to date in my life. And when that dream was done, I didn't plan another dream for my life. And that left me feeling kind of depressed. I was like, mm -hmm. now what do I do? And it took me a while and then combined with being isolated, um, it took me a while to dream of a new vision for my life and go after it. And that's what got me out of it. How long did that take? It took quite a few months. I would say like maybe four to six months, to be honest, mm -hmm. because I was like, what do I do? I've worked corporate. I've done the thing. I'm like, travel the whole freaking world. Like, what else am I going to do with my life? Right. <laughs> and, so, and so then um, that's when I had the vision of like, I want to build businesses and help other people do the same thing and have the same experience as I had in life. And that was enough of a vision and a mission for myself to fight for something more than just me. So then you just started, you started creating a business of your own. I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So, so in the midst of COVID, when the whole world is <laughs> locked down, we have no idea when we are going to get on the plane again, when we can open our front doors again. It was a crazy season, right? I have this vision, this crazy vision of, okay, Jillian, let's create a company where we teach people how to do the same thing. We teach people how to go from corporate to location independence, to traveling the world, whether they want to go solo with their families or with their significant other. And I, and I was so set on this. And 
looping in everyone who supported me from doctors, from special agents, from all of these people who helped me achieve this mission that I wanted to include them in this mission moving forward. And I did do it. So I start writing this business plan and this business model and all the materials in the middle of COVID when people are like, we're not going to travel again for five years. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're traveling again. And I'm going to be ready for it. And to be honest, it felt like it, it felt a bit like Abraham building a ship in the middle of the desert where there's no rain. And people are like, you're crazy. <laughs> and he's like, I know, I have a feeling some rain is going to come and like, we're going to need this, right? And so I think a lot of times in life, people have these visions that they want to do something, but the world or maybe things that are going on in life and circumstances don't agree with that. And so we decide not to move forward on it. We say, that's a stupid idea. How is this ever going to work? That's never going to happen. Instead of trusting in your intuition and your vision and moving forward, believing that the door is going to open at the right time. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I love about you. It's just like, you have an idea, you're going to go for it. And yeah, there may be like these voices or fears and whatnot coming through and maybe not, but like you, you go for it. And like you said, you don't know time frame of everything, but you're still going to do it. And that's, that's huge. And I think people just need to hear that and learn that. I, um, we kind of jumped around a little bit, but I want to ask you too, from back when you were traveling, um, we don't know all where you went, where, what are some of the places that you went? And then if you could also share, if you have any just life, it could be life changing moments or just, um, impactful experiences with people that you met abroad. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'll start with my itinerary. Um, I started off in the U S end of August, went to Jordan and the Middle East, Malta, which is an island in the middle, Portugal, Spain, Italy, France, Thailand, Bali, Australia, back to the US. So it was kind of like a circumnavigated the globe. Did you have a favorite? Oh, people ask that all the time. Um, so many of the places impacted me for different reasons, and that could be a whole nother podcast. I would, I loved Portugal and Bali. Those are two of my favorite places. Um, yeah, I mean, I would buy property in Portugal in a heartbeat. So oh. we'll see what the future holds. Um, <laughs> It'll probably happen, knowing you. We'll see, we'll see. But um, back to some of the lessons that I learned, there are two, I learned a lot of lessons, but there are two lessons I would love to share with your audience. And the first is that um, I'll share a story in the beginning. So I had just arrived in Portugal and, you know, you're in hostels, meeting a whole bunch of people, made friends with these three Italians and they're my age, all in med school. They're like, Hey, Jillian, we're going to go climb castles about an hour North of here. We have a Vespa, uh, not a Vespa, that's a scooter, um, a Fiat. You want to, you want to like take last seat in our Fiat and go climb castles in Portugal? I'm like, sure. So, so it's just like these crazy situations you run into. Like I'm an American, there's three Italians. We're here in Portugal. We're about to go, go climb castles. Like who would ever dream of doing that? And so anyways, we go and you have to hike up, you have to hike up a mountain before you get to the castle oh. and we're all hiking up. They're like, 
very stereotypical Italian and wear like college dress shirts with flip flops and shorts. Like, I don't know why this is a great idea. I'm of course in, in more athleisure wear. <laughs> and we're just laughing and we get lost on the way up. Like we're like, we might even not even end up at the castle. Like it's just a crazy, funny day. Anyways, we end up getting there. We have a great time. We take pictures and all this kind of stuff. Um, but after we decide to go have a glass of wine as our sun is setting on the water, we all order different hors d'oeuvres and foods and we're all sharing them, which I just thought quite an experience because here in the U.S. we're like my food, like my fries, my glass of wine. Like we don't share our food as much, but in other cultures, as I'm sitting around this table, everyone orders something different and everyone said, hey, Jillian, why don't you have a bite of this? Have you ever tried this? And I'm sharing my food. And that was such a fun cultural experience for me. And what I realized after this day is that life is really about people. And I think I knew that before, but it didn't sink in like it did until that moment. That I can see as many castles in the world as I want. And I can hike as many mountains and I can see as many sunsets. But if I don't have people around me to live those moments with, like what is life mm -hmm. so that hit me really hard and that changed how I came back and lived my life the second thing I realized was that we all I might share a story first because I think it hits its home a little bit more but before I traveled the world I thought to myself I would look at leaders and businesses and think, how could you not want to travel the world? Like, are you okay with this nine to five life forever? Like, I just could not understand how our visions for life could be so different. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why do you want to sit in a cubicle for four years? Like, why don't, why don't you want to go do the same thing I do? <laughs> and, you know, and so I kind of think I had maybe a bit of an ego at that time of like, why don't you understand? Why don't you want to go do the same thing? And thought that the vision for my life was almost better than theirs. Hmm. And as I was traveling the world in so many different cultures, whether it was in Italy or the foothills of Portugal or in Bali, you meet so many locals who invite you into their culture and who invite you into their homes. And maybe it's the locals there who were raised generations learning how to make pasta in Italy. And they've never left, like this is their home. This recipe has been passed on for generations. And now they own a restaurant and they get to um, create a plate of food and for you to experience their culture. And it made me realize that we all have a very specific purpose and not one is better than the other, right? So just like the human body, the head is separate than the arm, is separate from the finger, separate from the foot, we all need them to work collectively in order for us to run efficiently. And just the same when I'm traveling the world, can you imagine if everyone on earth was like, see ya, I'm not gonna work anymore, I'm gonna go travel the world. It would be massive chaos. It wouldn't work, would, the world would not work. Exactly, right? <laughs> you wouldn't have businesses. So like, yeah. No, that's not, that's not reality. And so we need the person who's gonna stay somewhere for their whole life to make us amazing food. We need the person who's gonna stay and run the business because I wouldn't have cards or a bank to go to, right? Like I need you to have the podcast show so that you can share your voice and your mission with the world and really honoring those people 
in their lives and the vision that they have instead of thinking that one is better than the other. Those are really valuable lessons that you learned from being abroad. I think the first one you just mentioning about, you know, you can go to all these places, but if you don't have people to experience those places with you, it's, you know, it's just a really cool castle. And I've always said, you know, people will mention like, oh, would you want to live here, there, wherever? And, you know, my response, depending on where it is, it's like, you know, the people really make the place. And so I've, I fortunately have had opportunities to travel and live in places for a short amount of time, like Spain and um, Argentina and Mexico for a little bit. And in each of those experiences, I met amazing people. And if I didn't make friends, I would have hated it, even though the culture, you know, and everything is so, so wonderful. And, and it's, it's extremely important to have those people, whether it's a ton of people or just one or two. Um, so I think that's, I, I, I appreciate that that was something that you learned. And also the fact that you were able to humble yourself and say, you know, my way isn't the only right way. Like it's, it's the right way for me, but you're right. Everywhere else, there has to be a business. There have there has to be people staying there, running a business to invite somebody to come in a restaurant, and so you can experience totally. their culture and learn. Like that's how the world functions. And um, I'm glad that you were able to take those and then apply those to your life right now because I think those are valuable lessons. Um, so I just have a couple more questions for you before we go because I know we have to head out soon. Um, this is the question that you and I chatted a little bit about. Pre. <laughs> So I want to give everybody a background. So I'm going yeah. to say the question that I have, and I would love for you, Jillian, to really just respond kind of the way that you responded to me already. So just to give people a background, I gave Jillian like a, a couple of questions just so she would know kind of the, the direction I wanted to take this interview. And um, there is one question, really two, but we don't need to answer that one because we kind of already did. <clears throat> one question that you just had a response for, and I really want you to say it. And then I'll give you my heart behind why I wrote it the way I wrote. So my question is, when you think of what you have accomplished so far as a single woman, what moments are you proud of? And Jillian, go yes. ahead and just share with me what you mentioned to me yesterday. <laughs> well, this is funny. I have to laugh. Um, so basically the problem that I have with this question was I said, Erica, I'm not sure why the word single is in this question because I find it completely irrelevant. And um, we can talk about it later, but meaning that the things that I have accomplished at, to this point in my life, I don't need someone else to help me accomplish them. Would that be nice? Of course. Would it be nice to have the support? Of course. But I'm not going to let that stop me going full force, full force on what I want in life. And um, it made me, I was telling Erica, it made me feel like, and maybe some other people who are in a season of singleness can relate, it made me feel like the things that I've accomplished in life are less than that of someone in a relationship. Which I, I don't think is true at all. Right, and so if anyone else can kind of relate to that, um, I want you to know that you can achieve and go after the things you want to in life solo. And I think by 
I think by going after the things you want in life solo, when you do meet that person, when that person does come into your life and they are going after the things in their life solo as well, when you come together, it's going to be an incredibly powerful relationship. So that's kind of, that was a little lighter answer um, than I had before, but. (laughs) Well, and I, and I, you know, and I appreciate you saying that. And I want the listeners to know that I intentionally put single because, not because I think it should define you, because I don't think it should, but because so many women are defined by that status. And it, it just, it feeds into all the reason why I, one, wanted to interview you because you're not, um, like you mentioned, you don't let that make you who you are. And it's like, yeah, sure. That's a little, you know, part of you, I'm married. That's a part of me, but that's not who I am. And so, so many, like, I just remember, and I think I shared with this, this with you before, like, I remember I knew a girl years ago and we we all were single and she wanted to pursue her masters and she's like, well, I can't do it because I'm married. I'm single or I'm not married. I'm single. And I was like, what? And she said, yeah, I can't do it because I don't have anyone. And I said, who cares? That's all the more reason. If you have something you want to do, pursue it. Don't let this dictate what you want to do. And so, um, I just appreciate you being honest with me. And yet at the same time, I was like, no, I want that in there because I want people <laughs> to know that it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so Jillian's yeah. like, uh-uh, girl, I don't think so. You're not yeah, going to do that like, in there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to speak up for this. I love and, that. And it was beautiful. Like if I could just, I mean, I do have the audio of what you sent me, so I could share that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> the like the raw hey, audio totally of can. it. You totally can. I'm fine. <laughs> no, it's great. Well, Jillian, I have one more question for you. And um, it's kind of similar to the previous question in a way, but I'd like to ask this to to most of my guests. So if you could encourage one woman who feels limited based on her current season in life, wherever she's at, what advice would you give her? Yes. And a dear friend um, named Debbie told me this as I was actually interviewing her the other day. She's originally from the UK now lives full time in Spain. She's a digital nomad as well. And she said to me, Jillian, time is going to pass either way. Time's passing. So whether you do the thing or not is totally up to you. And that was super convicting to me and may maybe sound a little, a little harsh, but the reality is time's not slowing down. It's not stopping the boat's sailing. So either in that one year that's going to pass in the three years that's going to pass in the five years that's going to pass, we can either stay where we are or we can take some shots of life. Like the choice is yours because time's going to pass anyways. So you choose. It's kind of just the reality. Mm -hmm. And I choose, let's, let's step up to home plate and swing some bats, you know, like, let's (laughs) do this thing and see what happens. We strike out. Okay, we'll learn a lesson. If we hit a home run, awesome. (laughs) Yeah, let's get back up there. We just make it down to third. Okay, there's a lot of things along the way. Yes, ma'am. You got it. Beautifully put. Jillian, thank you so much. This was incredibly inspiring and encouraging. And I know that this is going to help somebody out there, um, if not encourage them to travel or just encourage them to pursue something that they want to do. But just feel blocked to, to pursue. So 
We appreciate you so much for joining the More Than Your Age podcast, and I will put some of your information down in the show notes so people can find you and follow along with your future adventures. Perfect. Thank you so much, Erica. I'll see you soon. If you were encouraged by today's episode, like and subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with a friend. You can find me on Instagram at Erica Shoray. That's Erica with a C, Shoray, S as in Sam, H as in happy, O, H as in happy again, R, A, E. Keep striving for your goals, live fully, and we'll catch you next time on the More Than Your Age podcast.